What's up, you fruitcakes? Today's episode is brought to you by One Way Visual. Check them out on Facebook. It is a photography and videography company uh, doing things ranging from car reviews to wedding videos. Uh, their wedding videos are insane. I mean, it, I watched a clip of one of them, and it, it was basically a trailer to a Hollywood movie. That is the quality coming out of One Way Visual. It is no joke. It, it is next level. Check them out for anything. They do car reviews all the time. They do pictures of people's cars. They just do regular photo shoots for people. They are very, very, very talented. Next level stuff coming out of there. So check them out on Facebook, One Way Visual, for any photography or videography needs that you may have. Today's episode is also brought to you by the internet because the internet is awesome and it is the reason we can do this podcast, right? But we can't do it for free. It still costs time. It still costs equipment, um, but it is free for you guys and I'd like to keep it free for you guys. So I'm guessing if you use the internet, you also use Amazon regularly, right? And there is a way that if you shop on Amazon, you can help support this podcast if you enjoy my ramblings and some of my guests' ramblings that we do from time to time. What you can do is go to enlightenedathlete.com, and in the middle of the page, there's a little banner, a little square uh, box that just says Amazon on it. You click that, it'll take you directly to Amazon. Then what you have to do is bookmark that page and use that bookmark page as your Amazon site instead of going and typing in the search bar www.amazon.com, right? Just use that bookmark page for everything that you purchase, and then everything that you purchase, some of Amazon's profits, it doesn't cost you anything extra gets uh, redirected back to Enlightened Athlete, back to the show. So that is a great, quick, and easy way that doesn't cost you anything extra. It doesn't change the shopping process. It doesn't change the shipping process. It does nothing on your end. It it just helps us out a little bit. So if you guys can do that, we would greatly appreciate that. That is a huge, huge help. So thank you very much, everybody who has been doing that and everybody who is going to do that. I really appreciate it. And uh, last but not least... If you could go over, and if you don't already, give us a follow on Instagram, at Enlightened Athlete. Uh, like our Facebook page, Enlightened Athlete, on there. And then we also have a YouTube channel now. Uh, we just put out a video on the Cossack Squat, which is a very interesting variation of the squat. Um, so just a little bit about uh, biomechanics here, I guess. There are three planes of movement anatomically that you can break down that is the sagittal plane that is forward and backward and then we have the frontal plane which is left to right right and the cossack squat is a way to do a squat in the frontal plane and the last plane is the transverse plane so rotational movements Um, and a lot of times people get stuck in the sagittal plane so they move forward and backward all the time. Life happens in the sagittal plane, right? We walk forward. A barbell squat is in the sagittal plane. Um, a lot of times, especially people that do a lot of strength conditioning, um, especially if they're just like a barbell athlete, don't get out of the sagittal plane enough. So we just made a video about the Cossack squat. Go check it out. It's a super interesting variation. It's a great way to not only warm up your hips, knees, and ankles, but it's a great way to build better range of motion uh, and get stronger. You can you can increase or decrease the difficulty on that squat, but go check that video out on our YouTube page. Um, and then the other thing I want to talk about, uh, I'm going to play you guys a little clip from a song that I recently found. It's uh, The guy's name is Joe Bonamassa, but it I just I love this song. It's called Redemption. Um, This is the end of the song. It's the end of the clip. And right before this, where I start the clip, there's this awesome guitar solo. So go check that out. But uh, basically, I 
when I listen to it, and I'm going to listen to it again as we as we play this here, it music has the ability to change your state, right? If you hear a song that gets you pumped up, you are going to feel different than before you listen to it. So if you're feeling like shit and you're tired and you don't feel like doing stuff, sometimes just playing the right song, getting up and moving to it or just feeling it and really letting it get you amped up will change your state. And that's something we're going to talk about in today's episode, uh, changing your state and, you know, being able to get yourself in the mode where you do things, whether you feel like it or not, because feeling like it is not a great way to walk through life. Because a lot of times you're not going to feel like doing something, right? And that is not an excuse to just let your emotions dictate continuously what it is that you do or don't do on a daily basis. If you have things to get done, you just have to get them done. The highest performers in the world get stuff done when they don't feel like it. It's not just, oh, hey, I feel really good today. I'm going to do it today. But, well, the next three days I don't feel so great, so I'm not going to do it. But... I'm going to play this clip. I'm going to listen to it. It's going to get me pumped up. And then we'll get into today's show. That is a good song. Go check that song out. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you guys here, and I appreciate you hanging out with me. There's just a few things I want to touch on today. We'll keep today's episode pretty short. Um, just a couple of things I've been pondering. So... Uh, one of them, obviously, like we talked about in the intro, is changing your state, right, and ways to do that and why that is so important. So I'll try to provide some real-world examples of what I'm talking about so it's not just these terms that make no sense because, I mean, if you can walk around and use, you know, these uh, these big words and, you know, just amaze everybody with your vocabulary but the, the information doesn't connect, if it doesn't hit, then it's useless if you can't use it, right? So um, they say the best way to learn something is to teach it. And if you do a good job teaching it, people will understand it, and then you will be able to simplify the concept down to a way that is real 
world accessible. So it makes sense. So the way that I'm going to paint this picture for you is imagine a day that you wake up and you just don't feel great. You just feel off. Something's not right. You're not really depressed. You're not really upset. Maybe you're just kind of blech, right? You're just, I don't know. You just kind of feel off. And uh, most of the time, you're just going to walk through the day and you're just going to feel off. Maybe you go work out and eh, you feel a little bit better after that. That always helps. Exercise is one great way to change your state. But sometimes I like to do it right away in the morning so I can be operating at a higher level all day. So I'm not walking through life tired. I'm not going through my, I'm not wasting a day, right? Because every day is a gift that's so cliche to say, but it can really be over in an instant. And that's something I learned at the age of 15 when I lost my mother. You know, I was just a kid and I was having to deal with the the very harsh reality of our mortality, you know, something that you have to face. This could be over. So if you're walking through life depressed and sad and hating your job or whatever, not having healthy relationships, you've got to do the work to figure out what you got to do to do that. Because, I mean, even if you want to talk about it, I mean, honestly, I mean, we're probably going to know about it before with the technology we have, but let's say a gigantic asteroid's coming down, it's going to hit us and it's going to boom right into us and we're done, right? We're going to know about it, but a lot of times, most likely, if it's big enough, there's nothing we're going to be able to do. So, well, we just walk around like it's not going to happen because it doesn't normally happen. That's not, that doesn't mean that it can't happen. That doesn't rule it out, right? Or Yellowstone blows. Uh, what do they call those? A caldera volcano? I think, is that what they call it? Super volcano for sure. I know, I've heard them called that. That thing blows, we're in a world of hurt, and we have no control over that. So that's just something to think about. So try to live every day to the fullest. That's so, so cliche to say, but really, I, I think you got to find tools and, and things that you can use to get the most out of life, to maximize your days. And here's a couple ways that I do that. Okay, exercise is one that I regularly do. And it doesn't have to go out and be a CrossFit-style workout where you're puking. Right, I bought one of those air bikes. Uh, it's a Rogue Echo air bike. Um, they have the assault bikes out there. I hop on that. If I could do four minutes on that of interval work, I could do, you know, uh, 20 seconds of work, 10 seconds of rest for eight rounds, or 10 seconds of work and 20 seconds of rest for eight rounds. Same thing. Four minutes total on the bike. You're gonna feel way different after that. If you really push yourself hard, you're gonna feel different. Sometimes that's all it takes, and then you get back to work. You've changed your state. Uh, another thing that I really like to utilize is I've been doing it every single day, uh, cold shower. And you can start with a, you know, a nice warm shower, but that cold shower at the end, and you got to make it cold. It's uncomfortable. And I try to stay in there as long as I can. And when I'm able to do that, I feel so much different at the end of that. It just shocks your system. And, and you know, you got to change your breath a little bit while you're in there. You take some deeper breaths, you know what I mean? <sighs> Into the nose, out of the mouth, whatever you want to do, but take some deep breaths and keep that breath pattern going while you're in there. And man, when I get out of that, I feel invigorated. That is better than a cup of coffee. I'm in a different place. Mentally, physically, I feel way different once I do that. Uh, so that's something I use. And then the other thing I use would just be breath, just exploring breath work a little bit. Um, 
the Wim Hof method. I've talked about that a few times on some of the videos that we do on Facebook and Instagram. And um, there's lots of videos out there. You can find out what that pattern is, but you go through a cycle of 20 breaths, just a deep breath all the way in, all the way out, laying down ideally, because uh, you're going to get a little lightheaded. You're hyper oxygenating yourself, which is it's not a scary thing. It's actually good. You can actually, they've measured it. You can get your oxygen saturation levels above 100%. They've measured it with Wim Hof and, and his students. So he's not just an anomaly. It's just a physiological response to doing so. But you lay down, you do that, and then you exhale on the 20th breath or so, and you hold that breath out, and you don't breathe in. And you don't have the urge to breathe in because you have enough oxygen flowing through your system from those breaths right you do three rounds of that hold that for as long as you can you're not really trying to force anything you're not sitting there squeezing and you know wiggling when when you're at that point just take a breath right breathe in you breathe in a big breath in and then you hold it for 10 seconds you squeeze your hands you squeeze your legs squeeze your core get that oxygen flowing through the system you do three rounds of that you're going to feel way better you're going to feel different that's for damn sure and sometimes that's enough to shake it off. You know what I mean? So being able to do that on a regular basis, just knowing that you have the option to do that and you don't have to sit and just take whatever mood you woke up in, right? You don't just have to stay there and accept it and let your feelings and your emotions dictate how you're operating because a lot of times you're not going to feel good, you know? Um weeds grow in the brain and you just got to pull them before they get too big and you just got to address it and you got to be out there tending to the garden of your brain you got to make sure that you're keeping things healthy you're taking care of yourself um but yeah you know that was a pretty extensive rant sorry but that's what you're here for right so give those things a shot let me know what you think if you have any special tactics tricks things that you've learned or or done or tried or heard about you know, shoot us a message on Instagram, shoot us an email, info at enlightenedathlete.com, and we'll talk about it. We'll explore it. We'll try it. Maybe we'll make a video about it. So let us know. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'm always willing to learn new tactics for that stuff. So uh, some of the other stuff I wanted to talk about, you know, just some of the books that I'm reading, I get asked all the time, you know, what I'm what I'm reading right now, or what I'm looking into. And um I just I jotted a couple of the ones that I've been recently reading. Um, the most recent one is Mindset by Carol Dweck. It's called The Psychology of Success, and it is all about uh, the difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. So the person with a fixed mindset would believe that either you are born with it or you're not. So either you have it or you don't. Like let's say your intelligence is your intelligence is one that they used. So a fixed mindset person would say, okay, whatever my intelligence is now currently, that is what it's going to be forever, and I cannot improve my intelligence over time. This is the most like basic example that they gave. And somebody with a growth mindset would understand through practice and learning and exposing yourself to new things and, and you know, practicing and practicing and practicing that you can improve your IQ. Your IQ is not a stationary stagnant number that does not change. It can be improved over time. And the guy who actually created the IQ test said the same thing. So the IQ test is not a measurement of your, you know, lifetime IQ. It's one point on a graph of, okay, we have to have more than one point or it's not measuring anything, right? You just have one point in time. That's not really uh, accurate 
you don't have anything to compare it to or against. So over time, through time, you can improve your IQ. That's the difference between the fixed mindset and the growth mindset. Um, and a lot of times the fixed mindset is not willing to take on criticism. They're not willing to identify points of vulnerability. They're not willing to uh, grow and learn. They don't see that anything is wrong with how they are. They're, well, I can't change anyway, so why would I put any effort to learning into anything new? You know, I just, I am how I am. And there's been people that have achieved very high levels of success with the fixed mindset, but they almost always, I haven't heard one in the book yet where they said that it all worked out great for them in the long run. They crashed and they burned because they treated, uh, you know, the people that they worked with, their colleagues, as less. Um, it's just not a good mindset to have. So I'd highly recommend checking that book out. It's a super, super beneficial book. Um, and you know, they say in the book too, you can be a mixture of both. Like you can have certain areas in your life where you are having a growth mindset and there are other areas of your life where you have a fixed mindset. And it's helped me identify some of the areas where I, you know, clearly had a fixed mindset, you know, maybe it's some personal relationship stuff, or maybe it's some financial stuff or whatever it is. You know, and then there was other areas where it's like, oh, I was clearly growth minded there, but oh, I was really screwing myself by having that fixed mindset in this area of my life. So there's always something, you know, you can improve upon is what I'm finding, which is exciting, right? That's kind of what the point of life is to experience it and, and try to grow and see what you can do to make a, a, a positive impact on maybe your lives, uh, you know, your family's life or other people around you. So check that book out, Mindset by Carol Dweck. Uh, the other one is The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. That is a fantastic book. And then he has another one out too called Turning Pro. Um, I've not read one that one yet, but I've heard it's pretty good. But The War of Art is amazing. It just kind of identifies, you know, a lot of times people, if they're a professional or an amateur, um, and that kind of, it goes back to, you know, you you show up and you do the work every single day even if you don't feel like it, right, which ties back into changing your state. He talks about writing. That's what his craft is. Um, you know, and he said, you write a book, you try to write a book, you show up, sometimes you get nothing good out of it, and you show up and you do it again tomorrow. And then you show up and you do it again the next day. And then when you finish the book, you sit down the next day and you start writing again. You don't ride on past success. You just do the work. Right, he talks about muses, and there's kind of some woo-woo stuff in there, but I kind of like the woo-woo stuff because there's got to be something to it. Lots of people talked about a lot of different things for a long time, a lot of different sources of energy and this and that, but I think it's very interesting. Uh, it's a great book. It, it changed the way I looked at doing a lot of different stuff. Um, just get the work done. Yeah, War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. That is another one. Let's see. I have one more here. I can't read my own handwriting. Oh, The Primal Blueprint by Mark Sisson. Um, that is not one that I read recently, but I it has been coming up in a lot of the conversations I've been having with uh, clients just about nutrition, and they you know come to me and they don't know where to start. Um, that book lays it out in a really digestible way. Uh, pretty basic information as far as it doesn't get real dense scientifically, but tons of good info in there. Um, the only thing I'm not sure about is his, you know, the exercise portion. I'm sure the exercise portion is fine. Um, I kind of have a different take on exercise versus what he says in the book. But even what he says in the book is not bad. So 
but the nutritional stuff in that book is amazing. Um, definitely go check that book out. And that brings me to my next point of hydration. I don't know this about everybody, but I have been told time and time again recently even that there is just so many people who aren't drinking water at all. They're drinking pop, they're drinking soda, they're drinking juice, or they're drinking tea or just coffee, but never any water, never just water. Some, I don't like water. Well, I don't know what to tell you. Cut up some fruit and put it in the water. Maybe it'll taste better, but you got to drink water. You got to stay hydrated. Every process in your body is going to work better if you are hydrated. Everything. You're going to burn fat more efficiently. You're going to recover from workouts better. You're going to recover from stress, uh, mental or physical stress. You're going to recover from it better if you're hydrated. You're going to sleep better. Your cellular functions work better when you're hydrated. Just drink water. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, they have some flavors and stuff you can put in there, but if you have to, I guess you have to, it's still better than not drinking water, but ideally you would just drink some water. Uh, sometimes that people come to me and they ask me for nutrition help, um, or, you know, just even, Hey, where, what do I start? What do I do? What, what should I be looking for? So I always say, you know, are you drinking water? Cause if you're not drinking water, let's start with drinking water. Cause you've got some big lifestyle changes that need to happen. And uh, sometimes it's better to do it in baby steps. Some people are ready to go and they make that overhaul in a second. They're ready to go. But uh, a lot of times just start drinking water if you're not drinking water. And if you are drinking water and you just don't know what to avoid to eat or what to eat more of or less of, check out that Primal Blueprint book. They got a lot of good information in there. Um, Let's see. What else do we have to talk about? Okay. Uh, Yeah, this this was a good one, you know. Uh, using fitness as a tool for your development, um, just looking at it a little bit more mindfully than front squats and burpees or whatever type of training that you do. Don't look at it just as that, right? Because there's more to it than that. What does it take to do that every day when you're tired and you don't want to do it? It takes discipline, right? How could you apply that discipline elsewhere, maybe in an area of your life that you need it more, how can you take what you learn inside the four walls of the gym and use it outside of the gym because most likely you're spending more time outside of the gym than you are in the gym and use it as a tool for development. Use it as a practice to be aware of, of your thought processes and where your mind is going in a hard workout or when you don't feel like doing it. What are you thinking? How can you better yourself Having by, be, by having better context in the gym during a workout. What's the point of the workout? What are you thinking today? What's your goal today? Are you just trying to get through it or are you trying to knock it out of the park? Are you going to tell yourself when you're tired, hey, let's just go super hard for the next 10 seconds and then you get through it and you made it that extra 10 seconds that you were going to quit on? For me, that's when I feel good. I feel like I crushed that workout. If I'm at a point where I'm like, I'm going to quit and I go, no, 30 more seconds and then I finish it and I didn't give up, that's a win. Right? I'm developing grit. I'm developing perseverance. And I try to take those things and apply them outside of life because the greatest adaptation to exercise is in between the ears. It's not the biceps. You know what I mean? That's an awesome side effect. But really, being able to develop your mental capacity for pain and suffering and doing shit when you don't want to do it is the real victory to exercise. Exercise is just one method to do this. You know what I mean? And I enjoy it and it's fun and a lot of people enjoy it. But 
you know, maybe it is just a stress reliever for some people. I don't know. I shouldn't tell people how to, to think about it, but I like to do that. I like to utilize it as a way, as a means to further your abilities in your life. And that's my rant on exercise. Basically, you're finding your why. You know, why are you doing this? What outside of here is motivating you to do this? Uh, it's just a really powerful concept for me personally to think about I can actually use this and not just have it be so plain black and white of it is a means to an end, not an end in itself. That's that's how I want to think about it. It's not just that I come in, I do heavy back squats, I push a sled back and forth, and uh, okay, that's it. That's where I leave it. Drop it dead right there. It has no further context. I like to look at it as as something that's one way that I'm developing all the other skills in my life as well. So I hope you can find some benefit from that. Oh, and the other thing is on our Instagram, I've been trying to drop little pearls and nuggets on the captions underneath of the pictures. So you see the picture, go in there, read the caption. I've been trying to, to drop some of my, uh, I don't know what I want to call it, just just my thoughts and my perceptions of, of life as I see it and uh, kind of how I I look at things. Uh, maybe it's beneficial, maybe it's not. Check it out. I uh, hope you guys get some value out of that because I really do like providing value to people. Uh, so if there's anything you do want us to cover, let me know. Um, post about we're going to be making a couple other videos here pretty soon schedules calm down a little bit so yeah i say that a lot and then things kick back up and get a little bit crazy just found out that my basement flooded a little bit which is always fun but that's kind of life right things unexpected happen and how do you deal with it so you can't really control what happens you can only control how it's received and how you react to it and that is the most important thing how you react to what happens to you because a lot of shit is out of your control and uh, that is the source of a lot of anxiety, worry, and depression, I think, trying to control things out of our control. So sometimes you just got to let stuff happen and then deal with it the best way that you know possible. And if you don't know how to deal with it, find some resources that can guide you in the proper direction to deal with said problem uh, in the best way that you can at that time. And ladies and gentlemen, that is where we're going to call this show. Um, yeah, that's it. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, if you like it, give us a little bit of a rating on iTunes. A five-star rating on iTunes helps a lot. And yeah, go check out our social medias and take it easy.